Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, oh, fudge. <laughs> they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And we're back for another holiday episode mm-hmm. following our uh, our much-loved Home Sweet Home Alone episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was a fun one, <laughs> but uh, we're back um, for the holidays here for uh, a Christmas story mm-hmm. of all movies. But before we get too far into it, we got a couple of things. Um, first, Eliz, where can people reach out to us? Yeah, you can send us an email at sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five glorious Christmas stars goes a long way in helping other people find the podcast. If you've already done that, uh, feel free to go on the social media, tweet out your favorite holiday uh, franchises we've done. We've done a fair amount at this point. We've done your Home Alones, your Jingle All the Ways, your Santa uh, Claus, your Santa Clauses, <laughs> Claus I. We've done them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally no. Uh, and there's a Christmas Beethoven movie out there. That's right. Mm. That's right. We're going to hit them all eventually. And uh, this month we're doing a Christmas story. And here with us today, we have a special guest with us, Wes Marskell from the Darcy's. Uh, if you haven't heard of the Darcy's, they're an awesome indie rock band from Canada. Check them out. Wes, thanks for being here with us, man. Thanks for having me. I also wanted to point out that Jingle All the Way is my absolute favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> what about Jingle All the Way Two, though? I mean, no, I've on. not seen that. Okay, <laughs> it stars Larry the Cable Guy, uh, and no. I don't recommend it. <laughs> uh, I blocked it out. <laughs> so many bears. So many bears. So many bears. <laughs> well, that's that's great because uh, you know this movie has a Jingle All the Way connection. So um, Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I watched this morning. <laughs> no, actually, this movie. No, the, no, next, the sequel. The next movie does. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. I was like, I missed that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the next movie. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here, man. Uh, do you want to tell us, tell listeners anything about the band? You, this is the perfect time to like, you know, plug, I gotta plug, plug all your Christmas yeah. songs yeah. and stuff. <laughs> well, it's true. I have a Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, called Another Log in the Fire, which is a very romantic Christmas song. It has some, it's about, you know, putting another log in the fire, keeping the night going a little longer. To um, do what? <laughs> but but like why? <laughs> well, please tell us an explicit detail. No. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like I there's a story I probably can't tell, but um, I actually got accosted by a woman who didn't understand sort of the metaphor and thought I see um, the two logs meant something else. Oh <laughs> no! And, uh, what? Uh, one woman, two logs, sort of Christmas experience. <laughs> <laughs> she, she approached me at a coffee shop and she's like, you're that guy from that band. I saw because we have like NPR, we have this thing called CBC. And, and, and she was like, I heard your song on CBC. I can't believe they're playing it. And I've seen the album cover. It's disgusting. <laughs> I know what you two are up to and the song's about. And I was like, oh my what? God. <laughs> like putting another log on the fire because it's one's almost done. <laughs> yeah, right. on. yeah. She's like, no, no, two dicks. <laughs> and I was like, lady. Lady, you took it there. <laughs> this, is, this is your thing. Yeah. I, I have nothing to do with your What's on your mind? Christmas wow. fire roasting. Yeah. So anyway, check that song out. And, yeah. and if you are in a band and you haven't done this yet, make a Christmas song because 
200,000 streams a year, yeah. honestly. Yeah. This, this song's about to hit a million plays. It's been out for a couple of years. Dang. It is a genius life hack. So <laughs> yeah. nice. We have real music, but yeah. this is really the song. <laughs> no, that's right. This is <laughs> the one everyone knows. <laughs> the second log in my fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, check out the Darcy's. They're great. Um, and, uh, well, why don't we get into a Christmas story right now? In this modern age... Perfect. Too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom! Hush! Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original... I made you! Stop! Traditional... American Christmas... Thanks a lot! MGM presents... A Christmas Story. What the hell? What, what did you choose here? I'm like, I had to let it play into this like crazy oh song God. remix of sound clips. Okay, or but like the the movie has like almost no score or like vocal songs. Really, it's got a classic Zaza score. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Zaza, composer for My Bloody Valentine. Um, yeah, there's not much. There's some songs, some random songs. Yeah, like a choir singing in the yeah, background. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's the wrong trailer, though. I thought this was the Bob Clark Christmas classic, Black Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that trailer is real creepy. Yeah. We'll have to play this trailer for our many trailer music friends yeah. to show them what not to do. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but that's like the trailer that's on the Blu-ray and the, like, the trailer that's out. So I was like, mm. all right, whatever. Go for it. Uh, as a musician, what's your critique of that trailer? <laughs> Honestly, as I mentioned right before, I, I got both my shots, and I honestly thought I was hallucinating while that was happening. <laughs> I kind of have one ear on and one ear off, and I was like, am I just zoning in right now? You guys are just talking. And am I hearing this right? Nuts. I don't understand what images could be clipped to that. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. Um, but, uh, yeah, so does everyone want to kind of, like, talk about if they have any – have you seen a Christmas story before? Right. Uh, sure. Any, any uh, you know, experience with this movie? Uh, I have the, I have seen this movie out of sequence and chopped up as I have been in and out of rooms as it's been on TBS ad nauseum throughout my entire hours. life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think I ever sat down to watch it all the way through until yesterday when I watched it for the purpose of this podcast. Nice. nice. And I think that part of the reason is that it kind of has this, like a, like Bob Clark chose to, because it's this nostalgic remembrance, it's all very like washed out and mm-hmm. like it has like this family portrait look to it that I, even as I was watching it, I was like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> it looks bad. I don't like it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I very much enjoyed the experience. We'll get into that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, th- yeah, there was definitely, I think I culturally was adjacent enough to it to understand most of what happened in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but I was definitely surprised by some of the things that I saw actually watching it chronologically right <laughs> watching it through yeah yeah i before the tbs thing was a thing um 
we would definitely watch this. Like my dad would put it on every year or whatever. And oh, so cool. I knew of it. And then, um, when I was, now that I'm older, I'll usually maybe watch it while wrapping Christmas gifts or something. Cause it's on TBS or it's also a good one to put on after the Christmas parade, but before dinner to just be in the background yeah. as your relatives are like chit chatting and whatnot. It just has the sound of Christmas, even if you're not really paying attention. To yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I know, I know it pretty well. Nice. What about you, Wes? I also saw it in Fragments growing up. I think my dad likes this movie. I know It's a Wonderful Life is like a Christmas mm-hmm. movie that I'm force-fed every year by him. <laughs> and and like weirdly like an Eagles documentary at the same time. <laughs> okay. Uh, you play them concurrently. It's yeah. like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Wait, like Eagles the animal? Or are you talking about no, like no, a, no, the no, band? The band. <laughs> oh, the band. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart There's so is, many options of what you could be talking really about. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Stewart's totally done him. It works out that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I think at a certain age, my dad was like, oh, like I smoke weed and I'm just going to like watch the Eagles <laughs> at Christmas. And it's like a miserable experience. <laughs> but he's just like, this is the greatest mu- music ever made. And I'm oh just like, man. this movie sucks. This band sucks. <laughs> it all sucks. I'm not high. It's all bad. Yeah. yeah. This is like some weird like yeah. dad grass. It's like doing nothing for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Even if I was high, it wouldn't be what I wanted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so watching it like in its entirety, I, I, I have to admit, I didn't like it any more than I thought I didn't like it <laughs> coming into it. Mm-hmm. But I, it didn't, it got me later on when he, not to give too much away, but when he gets the gun at the end, I still had that moment because mm-hmm. um, my parents, when I I play in this band and I got this, my first drum kit was like when I was in grade five, I got it for Christmas. And uh, my mom, I don't know why she did this, but she sent my brother into my sister's room to get something and then somehow it was the drums for me. So he was like, I didn't get shit. Yeah. And he's like, your fucking drums are in there. And then, oh my God. And so his Christmas was ruined. And then I had these drums and then everyone immediately, which made it even sweeter, but then they regretted it immediately. (laughs) Yeah. And I just banged on the drums for a long time. However old you are at five years old. Um, But that had, like I had that moment. I like that sort of moment though. I, I watching it this time, I was kind of like, is this movie better if he doesn't get the gun? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it would teach a better lesson or something. Cause I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get the, like the point of like, there's a lot going on in this movie that I was like, it's almost makes more sense as fragments. Like yeah. this is a nice yes. five minute move. Like they should just play it in fragments between other movies. During that's definitely how it's set up. I, right. yeah, I, I commercial breaks. That, I think yeah. that that's amazing about it where it's like, I feel like that there was nothing really lost in the way that I have watched it no. for yeah. 30 years of just like, like, like it's I'm on a carousel and it's playing on one side and I only <laughs> see it when I come around the You're other like, side. Oh, of it. a bar of soap. Okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. I, I don't know if you want to save this, but the thing I didn't remember, get, get right into it. Yeah. Was the end. Yeah. In the yeah. restaurant. And yes. I was like, this yes. is the thing I probably shouldn't have seen in 2021. I yeah, like, yeah. This is rough. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. And it was really the only part that I didn't really see in some forum. Yeah. I wonder if they've cut that out for cable at this point. I, no, or, no, they definitely Because I, I have yeah. a... It's like critical. I was going to say, I yeah. feel like that's a lot of people's like favorite That is part. a lot. I mean, like, okay, so like, obviously you can't see me on the podcast, but as your resident Asian American, I will tell you like, my family loves, <laughs> loves that scene. Oh, no. Like my, oh, my whole God. life, like, oh, like their favorite, 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 favorite scene. And I'm, this is like my mom and my dad, not my grandparents, yeah. obviously, but... Um, and my my mom's side of the family always makes fun of the older generation for 
various hilarious stories over the years where they couldn't <laughs> say their L's and R's, you oh, know, wow. like how my grandmother called this guy Carl Cow and they didn't know who she was talking about and like, you know, all these things, you know, somebody named Florence, somebody named Cheryl, you know, like it's, it's just, you know, and it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I did look it up. These were Chinese guys in Toronto that they just were like, okay, the first four Toronto Chinese <laughs> men that make it here get to be in the movie. So, because I th- the restaurant looked familiar, so it's in Toronto because that's yeah. where, I, where I grew up. Yeah. So, yes, okay, that makes apparently it's a French restaurant now, but yeah, it's still yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, 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 right. um, so they're all Chinese. I mean, it, to me, it would be different if it was like you know Mickey Rooney in yellow face yeah. or something like that. I mean. It, and it's a pretty yes, it's racist, it's a stereotype, but it's of all the stereotypes, it's on the more harmless end. I have to say, <laughs> I like, suppose. but it's one of those like, oh, it's okay when we make fun of it, but like, right. you no, know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I it, yeah, I was watching this movie and and I had like totally forgotten that that scene was even in the movie. Right, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, but I was like watching the movie and I was thinking like, wow, okay, this movie came out in the 80s. It's based on a book that, you know, was written in the, the 60s 50, yeah. and it's about the 40s. And I'm like, I'm surprised that, you know, like you're almost done with the movie. And I'm like, wow, there's not like some like really I was surprised there wasn't shit. any racist things earlier. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, it's the most racist thing at the very end. Yeah. And just watching it through like sitting there and actually watching it and through today's lens i was surprised there was like a black kid in the class and in Mm -hmm. the scene and there was like black people in the choir and the parade scene and all these things and i was like and one of their neighbors and i was like oh wow i didn't expect that because a lot of times when we watch old movies it's just like completely white and and i mean i mean these yeah it's it's it is racist but like i don't know i felt really be so much worse yeah that's true i felt bad that they were like the the family is like laughing at them. Like, yeah. Right. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's sorry. That part's not funny. Yeah. What is funny is the duck head getting hit off and her screaming. Cause apparently they didn't even tell the actress that was going to happen. Yeah, That was a surprise. And so thing, it was yeah. real or whatever, but you know, yes, it is othering them. They can't sing. Follow a law. They're eating weird duck, you know, whatever, but Chinese, turkey, I don't I know. In the end, like that was their Christmas. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. And and it's an earnest trying by all the actors, and like they're not playing it as like they're stupid or no terrible. no no they're they're yeah they're kind of like trying to hold in their yeah. laughter yeah it's I'm it, sorry I brought this up so early I no did, no no it's I, fine the, the thing that struck me from the beginning of this movie was why is there like how many open barrel fires are in this community <laughs> yeah. like six in the first two minutes and yeah you're like and which is even stranger is that one time I had this weird run in off a highway in Ohio near Cleveland uh-huh. and there's a barrel fire. So I think it might be sort of like true to form. Yeah. That's just, the, that's the forties. Yeah. It's just like people playing like trombone and there's just like a barrel. Fire. Yeah. Like he's not going to heat up the metal. Like, this, yeah. like a thing that you melt your breast. I feel yeah. like, I feel like there's that many barrel fires. There's a lot of pies on windowsills that are also being pilfered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fingerless gloves. Yeah. yeah. They're not surviving the Bumpus's bloodhounds. Yeah. Right? Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, this movie for me, like, it, you know, it was like one of my grandpa's favorite movies and we watched it all the time growing up and he used to like quote it all the time. And, and, uh, so yeah, it's like super nostalgic, nostalgic for me, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. And, you know, yeah, I was definitely watching it with, you know, today's lens and being like, oh wow, like this is a, you know, really beloved nostalgic Christmas movie, but it's definitely like, you know, 
a, a white person's Christmas. Right, you know, for like, sure. Yeah. Um, it is so white, and yeah. white people love this movie. It's, I don't think any white people uh, would argue with, like, well, you know, yeah, today's, yeah. but... I don't like this movie. You don't like yeah, it? I don't, like, I, I don't uh, yeah, not But you already said you're Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a whole different thing. No, but Cleveland, like, Ontario <laughs> and Cleveland, like... Are the same? Like, the... Yeah, Cleveland's way worse in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I, I read this thing one time that there's something like infinitely more movies made about Cleveland than there is about Toronto, and Toronto yeah. is like the fourth largest city in North America. Yes, but right. somehow America has that draw that like Cleveland it's has. The, has yeah, the Midwest or mistake whatever. on yeah. a lake. But yeah. then most of them were filmed in Toronto. Probably. Yeah. And then it was filmed yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. something like why That's so messed up. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't all the scenes, but yeah, a handful of them. I, yeah, I would Toronto. say that as much as Toronto does not get representation. In cinema, it is the most film city in cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Vancouver in Canada yep. might be right, right, right. absolutely X Files mm-hmm. fans, I'm sure. But yeah. um, I, it's also really strange coming from Toronto and watching movies like this because they're in a place and then they come out of it and they're somewhere entirely different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? And it was That's like not that. With Shape is, of yeah. Water, I remember it was yeah. like that. And I was just like, this is the most, like, I couldn't watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to draw this map in my brain being like, yeah. how did they the, yeah, what? go in this is door? <laughs> and they came out 17 blocks That's away. Right. Like, I don't understand. And it just, you just described my experience of watching the Oceans movies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they had like, yeah, apparently like the house, the house that the family lived in is like a real house in mm-hmm. Cleveland, like that now some crazy dude runs a museum out of it. Mm-hmm. But, a uh, Christmas Story Museum? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you can stay there overnight. Um, Gross. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, so apparently like the, the outside and like where they're running to school and everything, that's all in Cleveland. But then like shots, like the interior shots are all in Canada. So sometimes, And the restaurant was in Canada. Yeah. So like that scene where the dad is like outside telling them to move the lamp, like one side of it's in oh, Cleveland yeah, yeah. and the other side's in right. Toronto. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. oh weird. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So they did the state. Okay. Well, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've dissected, um, far, rah, 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 and all that, uh, let's like go <laughs> way back because one thing you guys were saying, it was like how episodic and, yes. um, you know, anecdotal this thing it's vi- is. It's a movie of vignettes. Yes. So it, um, that's the word I was searching for, vignette, mm-hmm. not anecdotal. But actually both. Yeah, um, so yeah, well, this my, guy. My old boss hates the word vignette. So we had, to, we had to find lots of ways to write around goodness, that. Goodness, goodness. So anecdotal, well, that was one of them. So, okay. Yes. Um, so Gene Vinaigrette, Shepard. Yeah. Another word you can use. <laughs> Gene Shepard was a famed radio guy and uh, a humorist, a job that pretty much no longer exists. It's just Twitter and it's free now um, and everyone does it. But anyways, he's a humorist. Uh, And so his books were all like this, like a bunch of short stories. And so that's, you know, they gathered up all the Christmas ones and, you know, he he did this. Um, And so that is why it kind of has that feeling. And then there's all these arguments online about how much is real, how much did he make up and what year is it and blah, blah, blah. But, you know. Well, I think the movie is really interesting because, like, for me, I mean, yeah, I guess there's so many things in it that, like, you grew up doing. And I'm like, were they from this movie or did they exist before that? Like, you know, Double Dog Dare and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I feel like the movie for me and probably for lots of people almost has, like, a Midwestern, like, folklore, like, feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, this is, like, this is Christmas for a lot of people. And it's, like, it's, like, the gospel of Christmas for the Midwest for sure. It is really interesting. Uh, I watched this movie after uh, you know we were decorating the tree and had some put on some other holiday movies and Christmas Vacation. I watched before this, kind of in the mm. background, which is also 
Midwest, Chicago, and the Home Alone movies are also, Chicago. you know, because John Hughes are very centered. Yeah. And for whatever reason, in the 80s and 90s, you know, a lot of comedy was centered in the, the Midwest and a lot of the holiday movies, uh, in large part because of John Hughes, are kind of centered in that area, in that type of mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, their idea of the ideal, you know, nostalgic Christmas is this Chicago, Ohio Christmas that yeah. doesn't, hasn't ever really existed. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but it's a, it's a weird, I, yeah. This, I, this like, you know, snow covered department store. Yeah. Christmas thing. Yeah. Um, we do have this in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> we do have, like what? in Toronto, it snows like crazy, uh-huh. and we have really big department stores that go wild with the windows, and people line up and they look at them. So there is it. It does exist. Yeah. In ways. What What's a good uh, Canadian Christmas movie? I don't know if there is. Are there one. any <laughs> Canadian? <laughs> That's a great question. I was watching SVU today, and they went to Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Which is something. Was the holiday episode like Santa's Victims Unit? It, it was like, <laughs> Santa's Victims? Oh, no. <laughs> what did he do to them? What did he do? That's messed These up. are questions you don't want to know. Yeah, you don't want to know. Justin. You had to watch the episode. That's right. <laughs> Actually, I'm really surprised that there isn't a Mall Santa episode of SEO. Maybe I just haven't got far enough in. Uh, I bet there, there probably is. is. I bet there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There probably is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would love to hear Ice-T figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the the brother's name is Randy? Randy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's Ralphie and Randy. Absolutely my favorite character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. <laughs> Like oh, with everything the snowsuit. Oh, he God. does is yeah. funny, including my favorite part where he spills his milk into his bread at the table, <laughs> and then the bread is just full of milk. Yeah. And like, he's just going for it. Like as an actor, it's a, it's a choice. Yeah. Like, this kid is just all the way out there. Yeah. He's just and like, yeah, bread milk. That's me. Every time I see him on screen, I was like, this is the best part of the movie. He's, he's, he's really good. So funny. If I could get a hypercut of just him, yeah, like, <laughs> the pig, he's pig so thing, or whatever, yeah. and like just like. He's just fallen down in the snow. It's snowsuit's crazy. And also, that made me think of that. Remember when uh, Ralphie gets in the fight? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he beats the crap out of this kid. Yeah. And his mom comes and just leaves. She doesn't even look at the kid. Did you notice that? Like, doesn't help him up. Like, yeah. The kid is just bleeding aggressively. And he's got winter gloves on. So you yeah. know he's hitting him hard. Yeah. To get through that padding. And she does. She turns his back, her back on this child. I always thought about that because Randy's suits all covered in snow, right. and he's just like. I like have to imagine. Well, that's the American way. Yeah, that as <laughs> their mother, <laughs> and the fact that the little brother came to get her, she's aware of the fact that there is this bully kid, and right. realizes that that must be who it is. Yeah, especially because he's crying once she gets him. But I don't. Know. I wouldn't care about that kid either. Would, <laughs> yeah. I feel like legally, as an adult, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you'd be like, like oh. walking in some trouble. Not in the 40s, though. I mean, yeah. she's got some demons, though, right? The mom. Like, yeah. What's she, she doing all day? <laughs> she's wearing that pink... Uh, Tattered. Like, <laughs> that pink robe. Just making, like, uh, what is that stuff she makes? Like, 
Meatloaf. Oh yeah, yeah. Meatloaf. I, think I, this have, is, I always think this is a continuation of her character from Close, uh, Close Encounters. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially with the mashed potatoes. Um, even though he makes mashed potatoes. Yeah. Anyways, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Um, the one thing though that I hear many, many, many moms call out from this movie is the quote where he says, "Like my mom has not sat down and had a hot meal without oh, yeah. being interrupted in fifteen years or whatever." Yeah, and that is it. like she gets it at the end though. That's yeah. her moment, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so that that rings really true. I know to many yeah. many moms and parents, not just moms, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah, I uh, I feel like it's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be relatable to everyone, but like, I feel like for me, I just like there's so many things in there that it's like feels so relatable to watch every year. And did I think your did did your mom dress you up like for forty minutes and then you couldn't put your arms down? Or not whatever? like that, but we had like we had those crazy. I snow could see suits. Kathy doing that. So we, we, <laughs> we did have crazy snowsuits uh, that we had to wear to school because yeah. uh, you know you could play outside during recess even when it's cold. Uh, my my mom my sister just had a baby and bought her uh, or no not her bought the kid the boy uh, <laughs> snowsuit. I got to check in on all of these details. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody got a snowsuit. Yeah, yeah. My sister might have. Yeah. Um, but you love this movie? Is that where this is going? Like, I, I'm trying to get a read on. I like, feel like, yes. But if you, like, fragment it and it's good in moments, or you think as a whole you want to watch this movie, or do you want to, like, I, get a beer and do stuff and have it on? Yeah, I don't sit. think I need to, like, sit and watch it. No. Yeah. I feel like I used to do that back in the day. Uh but I haven't watched it in a long time. And like, yeah. So for me, like watching it again, I feel like there was like, yeah, like some cringy things. And I was thinking, you know, I spent a lot of the movie thinking like, oh, you know, yeah, maybe this is like, you know, super relatable for me because I'm white and like a bunch of other people aren't going to find this movie interesting at all. Here's, But I was just going to say, like, I still enjoy the movie, but I thought going into it that I was going to be like, ah, oh, this is my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, I love like, it. And I'm still like, eh, you like know, the nostalgia good. would creep up on you. Now. Yeah. 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 It's good, but I'm not like going to say it's the best movie. Has anybody done the research? Do we know if this movie was actually a box office success? Uh, no, not really. So it was, so it's actual kind of canonization in Christmas classic was television. Then. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And that makes so much more sense to me because like, I can't imagine it being popular sitting in the theater and watching this movie. Well, nothing but happens in nothing, this movie. Right. It's it's not yeah it just, it is basically vignettes that go it's this kid basically I want this thing but that's said when it came out like twelve movies might have come out that entire year yeah and it might have been the yep. only Christmas movie <laughs> so it might have made like a hundred thousand dollars but apparently it wasn't so it wasn't a classic at that time so it wasn't until probably cable yeah it's interesting like how many movies that are kind of mediocre have become these classic you know bastions of our culture because they were just run a lot. And then they get sequels. On basic cable. Blockbuster, yep. blockbuster era. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that had to have helped too. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, even if you can't relate to the snow and the white people stuff or whatever, which I obviously can't, um, the, the most like realistic depiction of my Christmases growing up that I've ever seen on TV is the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend song, yeah. California Christmas Time. That is literally <laughs> what Christmas has looked like my entire life. But anyways, um, there are so many things in the movie that are totally like universal to everyone. Like mm-hmm. the first time one of your parents like doesn't tell the other one what you did, you know, and it's like a yeah. just between us thing or you know like 
I don't know, just getting that thing at Christmas, whatever, probably not a gun, especially not for me, but you know, <laughs> like just whatever it is, these things can, or, you know, thinking you've turned in a masterpiece to the teacher and then mm-hmm. getting a low grade, you know, <laughs> yeah. all those kind of things is just something that I think everyone has probably lived through. And I do, and I do feel like I'm still in awe of the, like, just like timeless, feeling that the movie had like this the movie came out as it is right now in 1983 right and but it's like the way that they decided to do it with the like radio play narration and everything Mm -hmm. and and just like all the details of the 40s and stuff i feel like it just hits this like instantly capsulized americana nostalgia and then that like I feel like, you know, it still works really well carried forward to today. Like, yeah, I didn't remember that it was on. the 40s, especially yeah. pre-World War II. I did not realize that well, I was at like, all. That's why I think my grandpa really I thought it was it. like the yeah. 50s or something like that. But then then I thought about it and I was like, no, no, no. Obviously, Wizard of Oz, Snow White. Like, it had to have been in 1939, mm-hmm. 1940 or whatever, yeah. you know, so. I don't know. It's just like, you know, it's something that they watch, people watch throughout the generations and each person is like, oh yeah, that reminds me of so-and-so. And then mm-hmm. it's just like. Well, and a lot of there. older people probably grew up listening to this guy on the radio, on all yeah. sorts of radio stations mm-hmm. and syndicated NPR totally. and everything. Totally. That would make more sense to me if, is why you would care about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing about this movie, and I think it's just me and <laughs> as I get older, I think I'm just getting like so stupid. And <laughs> to the, to my point, I watched a conspiracy theory last night uh-huh. and I was like, that's the Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy okay. <laughs> and uh, weird, weird protagonist, especially in 2021. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't wrong. So yeah. <laughs> the conspiracy was real. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the the protagonist of this movie, not Mel Gibson. Yes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Mel Gibson, very, very wrong. wrong. <laughs> uh, but I watched that movie last night, and you know when you just get into that mode and you can't find anything, and yeah. then all of a sudden it pops up, and yeah. you're just like, I don't know. I yeah, guess. sure. Um, and I couldn't get the tone of that movie because Mel Gibson's character is just like, crazy yeah like crazy conspiracy theory but also just like he's doing this bit thing Uh and you're also like you're a really famous actor in like the peak of your career and you're making this movie and julia robertson i don't get it and i couldn't get the tone of this movie either Mm -hmm. of a christmas story because it's like kind of all over the place Mm -hmm. in the vignette style like like the santa claus experience (laughs) is another thing i don't remember that well and Mm -hmm. i was like this set is incredible like this existed yeah in wherever i grew up like I would go to this. I would go to this now. Yeah. And that, but then they play it like a full on like ice trip. Like, yeah. It's it <laughs> nuts. And that's why like the forties thing didn't even include me. I didn't even know if like the Wizard of Oz things were real. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just, like who's going? Like it just feels like a hallucination. Well, because like, they do lots of weird POV stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the camera and like also, I I spent like I paused the movie and was like, okay, they take the kid and they turn him around. <laughs> And then they spin them like, <laughs> yeah. like in full 360 and then back 180. And I was like, I don't understand this motion at all. And they do it with all the kids. It's yeah. not just that one camera move. They move the kids backwards and it doesn't make any sense for where he gets positioned on, on the lap of Santa. I love that. I love that whole sequence because it's just so insane. And the way they're like ditching the kids down the slide. My God, did, you, did, did you ever see anything like that in a mall no. with a slide? No. Like they, no. they would get the S so, suit like out maybe of them. Maybe there were ones like I, that back I in the I think day, that but. this is something, and I'm going to get a little English lit here, and I Ooh. apologize. But uh, I think that it's maybe part of the secret sauce of this movie where it is weapons-grade nostalgia, but there are parts of it, like this, the Santa scene, where it is, is very cynical. 
And I think that part of maybe why this movie is so beloved is that that nostalgia is cut with some dark cynicism. Like mm-hmm. I made the joke before that Bob Clark made black Christmas, yeah. uh, which is one of the, the great, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, Christmas horror movies and serial killer, you know, the calls coming from inside the house is literally from black Christmas. Um, but I think that there is a weird thing where Americans in particular, if there is a healthy dose of cynicism to it, they feel like it's more true. And <laughs> so therefore the nostalgia is justified. And it's kind of this thing that is a um, a dangerous combo in, in my mind. But I, I do think that that is a big part of why this movie in the 80s carrying on to today where it feels like this this perfect classic like that's how it really was because of the cynicism that's kind of baked into some of these vignettes mm-hmm. that's kind of dark and uh a little bit subversive but not in a good way yeah I do love, like, you, you don't, like, ever see the elves or, like, the Santa, like, smoking a cigarette or something, but you get that sense of, like, they're probably doing that as yeah. soon as they go back. I'm not staying yeah. one minute past yeah. nine o'clock <laughs> yeah, that, or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. You, you get to hear him say that, yeah. Isn't that in Home Alone when he's got the beard down and he's smoking? And yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that scene, though. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that dude's basically still a good dude. <laughs> well, I always had this theory because there's so many hot dog cart vendors, the only kind of vendor uh-huh. you can have in Toronto, and they yeah. reduce drastically during the winter months. Uh-huh. Like the uh, cart vendors just become mall Santa Clauses. And yeah. that's, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's just pure economics right there. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. But I, I think that the the cynicism or the most interesting thing for me, and I don't know if this was on purpose or not, uh-huh. um, is that he wants his gun so badly mm-hmm. and then it hits, shoots. Like, does he ever shoot the gun ever again? Like, right. It feels like it's just over in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And it's like, it's not as dark as some of the other moments, but uh-huh. it feels like he just wanted this thing and wanted this thing and devoted his life to wanting this thing. And then this thing just betrayed him immediately. Mm-hmm. Never fall in love. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, he falls asleep hugging the gun. Yeah. True, but we don't know. Yeah. We don't like know if he, he ever really the gun used it. And never shoots it ever. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that interpretation. Like he likes the idea of the gun more of it in practice. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't they all? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I couldn't get out of my mind is who the the bully's name is Scott Farkas. Farkas, yes. And he enlists Dill. And Dill, first of all, how does he get this henchman in Dill? And second of all, did he not just look like a miniaturized singer of ACDC? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Really time, I could just hear ACDC. Did, did he also yeah. give him that outfit? Like you yeah. got to dress like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs a hype man, right? <laughs> like. Like he's he's four inches shorter than Ralphie is. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, tough. I don't. He, know he like comes out of a garbage can in the first scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, oh yeah, he does. You're right. I would watch like a five part Dill miniseries. I want to know all about, about where that Dill. guy goes. Yeah. Like, what happens to Dill? Well, yeah. I mean, and yeah, when he goes to found ACDC. dc <laughs> yeah, really, that's what he, he did. Looks identical. That's what he did. Okay. Uh, what else can we talk about? What do you, what do you guys make of the leg lamp? Okay. This is like the main, I think this is like the leg lamp and the bunny costume are probably like mm. the main things that have, I drove actually today. I drove past a house With a that leg had lamp. a, that, no, that had a blow up light up Ralphie in a, <laughs> in the, in the bunny costume in their yard. I you was think like, the wow, actor okay. gets points on the sale of those. I probably not because it's so old, right? Yeah. Depends um, on where they're coming from. I the, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, 
That's another thing, though, that everybody has experienced is getting a really crappy, hideous gift from someone in the family and mm-hmm. your mom and dad's like, you need to put that on right <laughs> now or like use it, you know, right now, play with that toy or yeah. whatever it is. You know? But this guy was excited about the leg lamp. It wasn't like a thing that he no, felt. No, no, no. I'm talking about the bunny suit. Oh, the bunny suit. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but no, the leg lamp. Oh, my goodness. I Yeah. Go ahead. No, the leg. I, it's the cynicism thing again, mm-hmm. though. It's like the leg lamp is all this guy has. Yes. Like it is maybe as he continues to toil with his furnace or whatever, he can't get anywhere <laughs> in his life. Yeah. And he's somehow. And the other thing that doesn't make any sense, speaking of English lit, is like how he solves that puzzle. Like this <laughs> yeah. guy does oh, yeah. not have the bandwidth <laughs> yeah. to complete this puzzle. Like he cheated, but he doesn't even seem like smart enough to do that. Right. right. And then he wins this leg lamp. But the thing that struck me was not only like how much ass was on that leg lamp. So much ass, but a like, surprising amount of ass. But Ralphie, as an actor, played yes. it like real sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. he's I, grabbing for he's, it. Like, it's grabbing so it. funny. Like, he's like like creepily like going up. It. Yeah, I love. It. Yeah, his dad is like, you know, it's a it's a, it's a piece of art, like a statue. And then Ralphie's like, yeah, like a statue. It's like I think it like, helped that. Uh, Peter Billingsley was 12 playing yeah, nine. Yeah. So he like, was, Ugh, but uh, still it was just, it, it, yeah. You Ugh. get thrown out of a strip club immediately. Weird. Anyway, I don't have the, yeah, I don't have the exact quote, but then the, there's that like, you know, voiceover narration about it being like, like glowing sex, sex in, the in the window. window yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that's really, well, funny. it was very scandalous considering yeah. it was 1940. You know, and, you know like, the, the, the lampshade looks like you're going up the dress or whatever. Yeah. yeah like a I do. I do think that that is, uh, it's one of those things where I knew the, the cultural zeitgeist of the leg lamp mm-hmm. and, and the leg lamp and, and you know, it's a thing, it's an ornament. And I feel like that it's one of those things where people have forgotten what the joke actually yes. is about that. <laughs> yeah. Where it's, it's like, very it's, sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like this man is pathetic. <laughs> and that's interesting. You yeah. say that though, because I, he's stupid. Yeah. He, he's, and that's the other thing about this movie where the tone gets lost for me. Cause like, mm-hmm. is he supposed to be funny? Cause I just kind of feel bad for him. Right. And he has this really dope, like the way he acts and like, portrays his character i think it's supposed to be like mm-hmm. comedic yeah and you just feel bad for him yep but i feel like towards the end of that movie their relationship seems to make sense strangely like right. when they're at the at the dinner especially and also like he wins christmas by giving this gun like yeah, yeah, yeah. if my dad ever paid enough attention to me to <laughs> get me a gift like this like right. i would lose my mind yeah no yeah like, me too it, like dads on average i don't think do this kind of thing no and it was just morale. And that's what got me, I think, more than mm-hmm. giving a shit that Ralphie got this gun, which I knew immediately was going to blow yeah. his face off. It's just that the dad got it for him. Yeah. That, that's what surprised me. And that's the thing that kind of like choked me up a little bit where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like his dad has been paying attention this whole mm-hmm. time, even though he's just like. He's this cartoon character. Quirky, we don't but, even yeah. really see him say it much to the dad other than that one time. I don't, I don't know if he ever says it to the dad. Yeah. Um, he does at the breakfast table at the very beginning of the movie. But other oh, than right, that, right, like right, he's right. not, he he's going on and on and on about it elsewhere. Right. Not And the dad acts like he's and, not paying attention. And I do think that is by design. I do think yeah. that that is the thing that the movie is actually trying to build to. Right. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, the vignette thing that is kind of how you remember your childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there is some wisdom to the structure of it. I just think that it's a very, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. In, in hindsight now, it feels like not genius, but it's like, Oh, there's all these parts that people can remember and not have to be like, 
thinking of a uh, through line of the movie really. Yeah. The through line is the BB gun thing, but it's like you can have all these like things and then, you know, everyone's got their favorite parts, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and the narration is Ralphie. Yeah. So he's talking about the sexiness of the leg lamp, but the dad is not really, he's won this award at work and he <laughs> wants to display it. Like regardless of what the heck it is. And like, you know, and this is not in the movie, but I was reading about um, Gene Shepard's real dad and like a lot of other stories, I guess mm-hmm. that actually talk about his job, but he was like a cashier at a dairy. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this was like employee of the month or whatever it was. And it was some cheap send away thing that the company had gotten, you know, but like, it's, it's a thing, you know, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I have like my crystal award from the woman of the year team mm-hmm. member of the year thing, you know, like, which, yeah, it's just a piece that's, of glass, right? No, but that's it's important. so much different. Fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that you just threw that in. She was trying to make that very self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not oh, gonna... I mean it. Like, it's a big piece of glass. Like, what, you know, is it really important? Maybe not, you know? But, know. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, but I feel like that's also part of the thing where the, it's like a lot of feigned support. It's not really a real thing. And yeah. like the mom kind of runs the household and there's this mm-hmm. whole thing. Right. She's just kind of like patting the dad on the head. So this to him is like, yeah, I do have to say though, uh, that my dad is known for like going outside of what him and my mom have planned, buying some surprise gift, bringing it out on Christmas <laughs> morning. You can tell that she's like kind of pissed. Like we didn't talk about this. What the hell, you know? But like, <laughs> So that, that my dad is known for doing that. Just but. To clarify. So funny. You have sweet awards and, your dad's super awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to Good be for you. <laughs> cool. cool. Hey, but awesome. I had no snow, so yeah, did yeah. I even have a real I don't know Christmas? How to put this giant <laughs> plaque up in my house? It's so big. It's so big. It's just I don't weird. have a low bearing wall. Really no big. snow yeah. ever. Okay. <laughs> you don't need snow. I, can tell you that right now. I think that the th- it's true. The dad doesn't think it's sexual, but the mom definitely right. knows that it is. Yeah. I think she just thinks it's ugly. Yeah. I think she thinks it's tacky. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Tacky, yeah. ugly. Yeah. I, but I mean, then we see. Uh, like you said, Ralphie's just like caressing him. He's, he's so funny. Yeah, like, he's yeah. up on it. Like no mom is like that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. And the other thing about that lamp, which I'm just nitpicking now, but it breaks like glass, and that's clearly plastic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I was like, this is so strange. Like this yeah. point, like I don't understand. And so, do you feel? I don't know if this is like I don't know this movie or the lore of this movie. Does she break it on purpose? Oh, she, she breaks it on purpose. I think she breaks I, it on yeah, purpose. I but also, think so. I think maybe plastic was a lot more. Um, uh, fiberglassy, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, breakable yeah. back then, yeah. And then it's just—it's so sad to watch him like try to tape it all together. Yeah, that is very sad. And then it's like it's there, and then it just crumbles. He's like, he's like yeah, brittle. Is like, like, putting his intestines back. He's like, it's gotta keep it yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then there's like that whole line about him burying it in the background. <laughs> yeah, right later that yeah, night. And taps. I swear I could hear taps. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I also like. I think the dad character is really funny. I I I love all the stuff about him swearing all the time and mm. and like that line that the uh, narrator has about uh, you know like the the cloud of his like profanities mm. are still floating over Mich- Lake Michigan <laughs> and I, I think that's a really funny line. And um, I was trying to think. Do you, does do either any of your dads have like or ever had some terrible? piece of memorabilia that they were awarded or given or was important to them that they just had in their life because my so. dad did some work with whatever and he got this like baseball uh-huh. that I think he thought was like well, I hope he doesn't listen to this <laughs> yeah. but I think he thought was like more valuable than it is mm-hmm. like yeah. he would work with these guys from Cuba and there was whatever they came over and he was working with this baseball company and 
I think the ball was just like one of the guys just like got the ball at the airport or whatever. But to him, it's like was like the most important thing in the world. Yeah, like yeah. They, and they like won the World Series with it or whatever. And like I, I think it's like there's like a sticker on the bottom that's like you know like <laughs> LAX or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just like doesn't. But he just like it. I think that that attachment is like just it. It's more about the accomplishment, like the fact yeah. that he could even manage to finish a crossword. I think yeah is mind boggling. Yeah, my dad didn't have anything. Like, he always told a story about how all of his awards were burned in a barn, which I don't know if I believe. <laughs> what? <laughs> which is, that like, kind fake. of almost better than a baseball, <laughs> right? That's like, so my God. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just, like, picturing your dad do that. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dads. Dads. <laughs> oh, man. My dad's actually coming here to visit L.A. for the first time, and in the... Christmas oh man! Food. I'm. Su- I will be. I wouldn't be surprised if he finds this movie on HBO on t- Max. T- oh yes, and you'll be watching yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It is. I don't know if I could do it again. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you, like, can, you, you can go. You can build some IKEA furniture while it's on. <laughs> how, about, how about the like the the flat or the what's it called? Like when he has this flashback or not a flashback, but when he think like he's fantasizing or about whatever. being blind from soap poisoning. Oh okay. yeah, right. Not on his family. <laughs> I mean, just I like, think the soap fancy. is actually bad for you, and that's why parents stopped doing that. Other I, than do, that it's stupid. I do think that this is actually something that is very, uh, like, boys of that age imagining, yeah. romanticizing some terrible thing happening to them. Right. And having, you know, everyone's going to feel sorry for me if this happens. And I do think that that's a really real uh, kind of fantasy for kids that age. Did you yeah. ever have soap in your mouth? No, no, not the soap thing, but just like like they'll be so sorry once yeah. they right, see right, what's right. happened to me. I think, yeah, and I think all his like fantasy scenes are pretty funny, yeah. which is a funny. completely toxic idea. Like I'm not trying to get around that, right. but I do think that's a really. I, I mean, I certainly had those fantasies of just like, well, what if I did have cancer? Everyone would feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, I like he walks in and his mom is like, "Oh my god, he has a cane!" Like, what's happening? <laughs> so, but, but also like the fantasy when he's like shooting the burglars. Yeah, <laughs> he's really glammed up. Like, I was he's really glammed really up. Oh, he's yeah, a rhinestone cowboy. Like when he grows up, who is who is he becoming? That's what yeah. I want to know. Like that's know. If that's his. I think it's a Roy Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Um, we, we already went past the Asian thing, but there was a deleted scene where he helps, um, what's his face again? Flash Gordon, Gordon, uh, defeat Ming the Merciless and they cut that whole scene out. Interesting. Good. Right. (laughs) But then again, that wouldn't have really been their fault. That's Flash Gordon's issue. Um, what else? Um, other stuff that I, you know, just like classic scenes, the the tongue on the uh, the, ice, the, yeah. the pole, right? Do you did people do that? It? But do you think that, like, when he was pulling it, it was stuck to something? They apparently they had a, uh, it was a hollowed out tube that they had air being sucked through, like with oh, a vacuum, so and sucked, then there was a tiny hole. And so they put his tongue in, and it would be like sucked through. Yeah. That's movie magic, right yeah, there. That's, By the that's way, the the fire people just rip him off shouldn't you just like put like a little bit of warm water and yeah. then it would come yeah. right yeah, off but then like the bandage on right the tongue, right like, all I just, the way up the tongue i love that whole sequence like the way everything plays out like he gets stuck and then the bell rings and they're he's they're just like, like ah, the bell the bell rang. yeah <laughs> and then like you know as they 
They're like, where's this kid? Like, where is he? And then the one girl is just like points to the window. Yeah. And then they all are watching it. And then I just love like, you know, Ralphie and his other friend that knew or flick or whatever, who knew that it was happening are still in their seats. And there's a kid at the window that just was like, Oh my God, the fire department. And they're like, Oh Jesus. I like when they all applauded after they ripped him off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I just think it's like, just that that's a wonderful, uh, Wonderful scene. When I was hallucinating, this is going to sound so strange to you. Yeah, when I was like, I was like peak fever while watching this movie. Uh-huh. And you texted me, being like, "Are you coming?" I was like, "Totally." But I was like, "Not." Yeah. <laughs> but it, in my brain, there was like that scene when he's like blind or whatever. And then I was like, "If David Fincher directed this movie, <laughs> what would happen?" And it was that he he shoots his eyes out. Randy has to take care of him. And yeah. somehow he marries the, the, the school teacher. And they like, <laughs> all live together oh, and they God. have to take care wow. of him. Wow. And this was Yikes. just this movie that I put together in my mind, which also I think is a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Oh, snap. Where does the Wicked Witch fi- factor in? That's, yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, she was in that movie. You saw her too. Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in it multiple yeah. times. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to hit on in the movie before we kind of wrap up here? Oh man. Um, I have a lengthy, Oh, oh that's Star right. Trek in for you. Yeah, let's do it. All we right. got to get to it. <clears throat> Let me bring There's my notes. So many, we haven't here. had a child star checking in a while. This is that's a right. substantial child. Okay. I'm going to start at the, uh, I'm right. going to start with uncredited flagpole bully student. <laughs> oh my uh, God. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, uh, uncredited. you explained but child star check in, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, no yeah. need to explain. It is our only segment. It's checking <laughs> in with the child stars. I understand. Okay, got it. Uh, uncredited flagpole bully student Quinn Smith. Uh, this was actually the end of his career because he was one of the bad news bears, okay. uh, and the sequel, and an ET. Um, and then. And then nothing. He didn't act anymore, but now he is, is he okay? a... I thought you were going to say he died. No, 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 no. Spoiler alert, child star check-in usually gets dark. Right. Yeah. We, we'll get there. We'll get there. check-in on Randy? Yeah. I did. Okay, yeah. Can you save that for last? Yeah. I'm really into that. Okay, sure. Um, all right. So um, I don't know what he was really doing, but now he is a booker of celebrities for conventions and such. Okay. Um, but in 2020, he got married at the Neon Chapel to some girl, and it was officiated by a Gene Simmons impersonator. In Las Vegas? Yes. Cool for them. You probably could have spent like $100 more and got Gene Simmons. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, so Goggles Kid from the Santa line, uh, um, a critical moment there. Yeah. Uh, David Svoboda, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing he's, that he's wrong. He's a good screamer. He's credited as David Edward, but his name's David Svoboda. He actually became a real EMT, but then stayed in show business playing an EMT on many, many shows, uh, including Days of Our Lives for like five, six years. Mm-hmm. And then he was like a talking head in that show 1000 ways to die for okay. like the entire run. So huh. that's how he made money. Nice. Besides being an EMT. Okay. I'm who's, changing the page. Who's here. next? Who is next? Okay. Yano Anaya, who was, um, 
what would they call Gil? Is that what his name was? Dill? Dill. Oh, D- the guy from ACDC? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The short little hype man. Okay, so. Hey, I, I prefer Henchman myself. Henchman. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was in the Van Halen video for Hot for Teachers. So close. So close. <laughs> right. So close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> That's hilarious. He was also in Better Off Dead. And now he is a program director at the Atlanta School of Massage, and he is a personal trainer and body transformation expert. Whoa. So all these kids are like 45 now? Is that yeah. kind of the... Uh, yeah, they must be. About, like it's 83 yeah. plus yeah. what? They're like 10? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're right. Zach Ward, Scott Farkas himself, um, he was in Almost Famous, Freddy versus Jason, um, he, I don't know if this is true because it comes from IMDb trivia, but they say he holds the record for playing a role in the most video game adaptations that he has tied with um, Robin Show from Mortal Kombat. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I think they mean like characters because obviously like Resident Evil would throw this all out the window, but anyway. Uh, and he also played Jack's best friend on Lost, which checks out. Oh, right. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was like, you should get all those RPG tattoos, Jack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was the best man at Jack's wedding, um, and he's involved in a lot of video game stuff, um, and you know, does doing a lot of podcasts and and um, YouTube shows and stuff like that. Okay, R. D. Rob played Schwartz in this movie, so that was one of their friends. He was in the Brady Bunch movie. He was in Matilda. Um, Then he kind of took a break for a long while, but he um, has a recurring guest role on The Goldbergs, and he is the executive producer of Siren, the mermaid show on Freeform. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Visual effects, maybe not super fast, Mm. but by uh, uh, former guest Kyle. Edwards. Oh, okay. Works on that's that siren right. show. That's right. Got he it. did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. And then, okay, we're skipping Randy. No, no, that's hey, what you wanted. You okay. I don't want to throw you off. Yeah. No, 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 no. It <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. order to this. It guy. won't throw me off. He's just the one I'm much. most excited to know about. Um, <laughs> which means actually, let me just do it. Yeah. Ian Petrella, Randy. He um didn't act much more, but then he got super, super, super into puppets. And he was a puppeteer. <laughs> I love this. For the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Power Rangers. And the Henson Company's Bratz of Lost Nebula, which is so obscure. I have never even heard of it. It was canceled by the WB after three episodes. Okay. Um, and he went and, like, trained in puppets and marionettes in, like, Prague cool. for many years. Um, and now he's back and he still does, like, animation, stop motion, puppet stuff. So he's like an SFX guy that probably has done a bunch of really cool, fun stuff. He, it's it's real specific to puppets. Were you not sure. listening so, to that? Awesome so his list credits yeah. list is not like it's not like he's totally in the industry now. It's more like he's doing like art stuff with puppets and occasionally like makes an animated short. There's, Amazing. Yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but that was not a letdown. That yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> okay. So Randy, too. Did you have the Blu-ray? Did you watch any of the? No, I don't oh, have okay. the Blu-ray. I watched the special features, and he was. I, I was talking about. There's a whole special feature on the Blu-ray about the 
house in Cleveland that's a museum. Right. That's some random dude. That you can sleep in. Yeah, there's some random dude converted into a museum. Oh, right. I know what you're talking um, about. But that. Randy is like the guy who went in on it with this random oh. dude. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they talk on there about like how the plan was like, oh, well, like Randy, you can like, uh, you know, live in the ha- house and like do tours every day. And I guess he did that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what I saw was he did it for two weeks. As okay, a okay. They, <laughs> oh, yeah. they made it seem like he was going to do that. He might have. Time. Do you think... He, that Randy made more money doing that and owning that house than he did from this movie. Yes, probably hundred percent. They have the, the, this house is crazy. So like, you know, uh, it was only the exterior, right? So like the interior, they asked for like lookalike props and stuff and, and they built it out to look like the house on the inside, but they also, so you can stay there now overnight for like 395 bucks or something, but they also bought the house next to yeah. it and they call it the bumpus house. Oh, So you can stay at the bumpus house next they door. They have dogs? Well, that, that no was, dogs allowed. That was my other question is, it seems weird that the family doesn't have a dog. I know the dogs, they hate the next door neighbor dogs, but it, it was a weird part of this movie to me. That right, there wasn't right, this dog that enough. they cut to that was like smarter than the whole family and like <laughs> would groan and be like, yeah. it, <laughs> it felt like that was missing from yeah. this movie. Yeah. I okay. So. All right, um, back to it. Sorry. Back to it. Um, Scott Schwartz, who is Flick, uh, is that his name? It's yeah. the same as Bugs Life, right? I keep yeah, thinking, yeah. it can't be that. That's the same as, okay. <laughs> And this is probably the one that you saw online, Justin. Yes, but, um, I, I sadly yes. Yes. That's not sad. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to shame him I for an honest this. day's work of sex work, you know? Um, but the whole day? Well, yeah, several <laughs> days. Um, he did um, act in many um, guest roles for many years. Around 1990, he got into the adult film industry. Sure. Uh, and like I said, I'm not shaming him, but porn titles are always funny. So let's hear them. Uh, yes, so yes. There's some good ones. We've got uh, New Wave Hookers 5. Okay. Dirty Bob's Excellent Adventure 35 and 36. Okay. So sequels. Uh, Cafe Flesh 2. Cafe Flesh. And yeah. finally, The Devil in Miss Jones 6. Wait, what about The Wrong Snatch? I didn't read I, I, only, read, I only wrote down the ones I thought were the, like, the funniest. Yeah. So uh, I, I, our opinion differs. Have you thought about doing, what was it, the 36? Oh, Dirty Bob's Excellent Adventure, 35 and 36. I'm saying like as well, a spinoff. Well, we've done Bill good. and Ted, so we might be able to roll that in. We might be able to. Yeah, <laughs> you have 36 pre-made episodes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that would be even worse than Lamb Before Time. That would oh. be. I can't believe Dirty Bob is doing it Although the time. songs might be better. <laughs> they might, yeah. Um, but anyways, it seems like he started uh, out in non-sex roles like uh-huh. just being in the adult video industry and then eventually got convinced to be in so he certainly roles. finished in the adult film industry well okay so he finished <laughs> in 2000 i think he i fin- see i see what you're saying <laughs> didn't he finish in the wrong vagina okay but okay in, in 2000 he decided to step away Whoops, wrong one from the adult film industry <laughs> okay. and wanted to get back Run into for congress mainstream acting <laughs> yeah but this guy, he does a really good thing. He is the president of a nonprofit organization called A Minor Consideration, which helps child actors um, learn like life skills so that they can do other things when their careers like dry out. That's good. which is very nice. Yeah. And they also um, advocate for like child actor rights through like SAG and and everything. 
But the guy that did porn is yeah. teaching kids what to do on the side when they're not in movies. <laughs> well, I think he wants. Yeah, no, no, like, I yeah. You know, like what, what parents like? Yeah, that guy knows. I mean, it was a prestigious organization before he joined. Uh, okay. So he's, I think he's like helping out. It's he, not his company. He's the president now, but right. I think it was like you know I did this. And yeah, there was he was nothing like I could like, do. So learn from. Not Jane, like by maybe. the time you're 18, yeah. Yeah. wrong snatch. 16. Yeah, but also, you know, whatever. Everything was consensual. Everyone got paid. I'm sure it was fine. Oh, seems, yeah, yeah. Like he's in the he's in the special features for like the twentieth anniversary, so right. they don't even seem to care. Like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. wondering. It's not like he's the black sheep. And of he and he's doing guest story. guest roles in TV here yeah. and there. I was okay. wondering if that'd be harmful to getting back into working if they would not consider your acting chops the same way. But I guess not. right. But I mean, he had done so many things before, like tons of TV shows in the eighties mm-hmm. and nineties. So and he wasn't a snitch. That's what I remember from this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. He was not. You can keep a secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course uh, Peter Bill. Billingsley, Ralphie himself, um, did acted in a few more things, but not too many. And then, uh, weirdly, now is best known for produce executive producing Iron Man yeah. one. And he had a Crazy. they gave him a cameo because he was the producer. And because of that, spoilers for Spider Man Far From Home, but he gets to come back in Spider Man Far From Home as one of the uh, you know disgraced employees or or whatever. Oh right, right. Yeah. Did he produce the other Iron Man? No. And so I don't know why you would produce what? Iron Man and then not insist on getting a piece. <laughs> the pie for yeah. the rest of your I feel life. Like, I feel like it's just like a Favreau. Like, he's an elf, too. Like, I feel like they just Right, he is an elf. He yeah. has a cameo like, oh, elf. Get in on this yeah, movie yeah. real quick. Right, and then he has... Um, That's crazy. He has a bunch of, you know, things that he's doing now. He produces all sorts of, like, really successful, um, long-running television shows, uh, including F is for Family on Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah. It's weird because he doesn't seem like his career would be hindered by being in this movie because he was so young. Yeah. It's Unless definitely not. And, and it's, it's helped. so beloved. Like, I'm he's sure constantly like, oh, he's like, like, talking acting, about it. No. No. Right? no. Like, he, I mean, maybe he just didn't want to. Does he look like an adult version of that kid? He kind looks of? almost the same, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Especially if he has glasses on. Yeah. Glasses, be, yes. That could yeah. hurt a little bit, I guess. So, But in Iron Man, he's like bald and dorky looking. They make him look like this messed up scientist or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and that is pretty much it for the child star token. Sweet. So, yeah, I know that was a lot. Sorry. No. It's good. We've <laughs> been making up children. for lost time. That's right. Because we've been watching all these newer movies. Lost, right. Lost time. Lost, lost reference. You guys already <laughs> had a Jack Shepard I know. We did. We did. Um, I do want to say, too, I mean, since we're coming to the end, next week we are going to watch A Christmas Story 2. Yeah. However, there are other options for following the story of this family that we could have done, except most of them are like impossible to watch. But I just want to say that after Gene Shepard saw how much dang money he was making on the, sure. the re showings of this movie, he was like, I got to make more movies. And um, he made two television films on PBS's um, American masterpieces or American showcase or yeah, whatever yeah. it was called. American playhouse, American playhouse. There we go. He made two other, um, films for them that are about basically the same family based on his works. Um, they have really weird titles that I forgot to write down. I have them here. If you okay, want read them. The star-crossed romance of Josephine Kosnowski and Ollie's Ollie Hopnoodles Haven of Bliss. Those are the two. Okay, so Ollie Hopnoodles is like a goofy movie situation where they all go on vacation to it's some the same horrible. Family? It's the same family. Actors the same? No. It, why? 
The, the it's the guy who wrote the book, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then oh, he's he, the narrator. Yeah. The yeah. narrator, yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Um, and then he... So those two were for TV. Then he made another feature film um, called It Runs in the Family, which later was rebranded as My Summer Story because they were trying to get people to realize <laughs> that it was a sequel to A Christmas Story. And it starred uh, Charles Grodin, who perfectly probably could have is this dad yep. essentially in many other movies like Beethoven. Uh, Mary Steenburgen is the mother and Kieran Culkin is Ralphie. Is does the second one of this movie of Christmas story Two, does it have any returning actors? No. Oh, it's just, a, it's the same family. It's just a, a I don't explicit know. We don't know. Grab, we'll watch I, it I next imagine. week. You've never yeah. seen it. No. So apparently. Uh, in, can you let me know? In I this, guess I'll yeah. listen to the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> does he shoot the gun? Yeah. <laughs> in My Summer Story, which was in 1994. It's actually American Sniper is the second There movie. are no. <laughs> please, no. Well, I feel like. There are no returning actors except for one of these side kids did return. Yeah, you'd think like Flick or something. Yeah, yeah one of and them returned. And it's also directed by Bob Clark. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, but it is pretty much impossible. It's not streaming anywhere. Uh, it's not even on uh, YouTube for free. But Kieran Culkin as Ralphie? I just Does said that. No, I'm sorry. Hi. I was like not paying attention. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, if you uh, have a way that you've seen this movie or to watch this movie, let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know what it is because yeah. we're not going to follow that thread this time. Uh, yeah. We're going to instead follow the uh, Christmas thread a Christmas story <laughs> canon. Um as officially laid out with the same titles, but it's interesting. And those are all based on his works too. And apparently follow Ralphie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sweet. I, is it review time? It's rating rating system. I mean, okay. There's probably really only one option. Is there? I, okay, fine. Go. No, go. you tell me. No, no, no. Do the, the less traveled road. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Oh, I'm, I'm freewheeling right now. I was going to say, how many child rejection slides would you give <laughs> uh, a Christmas story? <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the leg lamps. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. leg lamps. Well, sure, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said take the less traveled slide. How many? How many wrong snatches? We, we, yeah, wrong snatches. <laughs> yeah, fuck yes. How many? Wrong how many? I was thinking oh, that, no. shot out eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> or or. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chinese turkeys. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which one are we going with? Child rejection slides. Okay. okay. How many child rejection slides would you give? How many kids would you throw Christmas down the story? Well, I got to clarify because it's a rejection slide, is it still better for the movie to get more of them? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't That's start thinking the... about things into that much yeah. detail or the it's entire rating just... system will fall apart. Yeah. Anytime I think it's about that Santa scene, I go straight into my like. Yeah, it's like, am I high? <laughs> am I high right now? Yeah. And it's out of 10. Yeah, it's out of 10. It's out of yeah. 10. Oh, yes. really? Wow, that's Just a lot. Just in case you're wondering. Uh, I'm going to go, guys, I'm going to go four. <gasps> I'm going to go four child rejection slides. Wow. I Who felt like th- there would have been a uh, a greater experience of watching this movie all the way through. I always kind of dismissed it as a thing that I was culturally adjacent to my experience where I was like, yeah, like I know what this movie is about. And I was like, I'm excited. This is very beloved. I'm going to sit down and watch this. And I kind of didn't get anything new from it. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I know what that was. I think that it is one of those things where if it was part of a family tradition and kind of infused in there, I probably would have enjoyed it much more. But watching it independently uh, and for the first time all the way through, 
I was like, this is a disjointed mess that I think looks mm. bad. Wow. Yeah, the palette is really... It's weird. really off-putting to me. Mm. Um, mm. I think that like there, I, I get what Bob Clark's doing. He's trying to make every scene look like a Norman Rockwell painting, but it makes it all look washed out and lit by like a headlamp. Well, I can't wait to see your beloved timeless film. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 40 years from now that everyone's like, oh, wow. I'm yeah, I mean, well, people already hate Pacific Rim, so. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never happen. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, was that one of the porn movies that that guy did? Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Rim. No, that was Specific Rim. Specific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong rim. The wrong oh, rim. Man. <laughs> um, I... I'm going to be a lot less harsh uh, because like you said, I'm used to watching it. It, it kind of reminds me of hanging out with my dad and the hokey lame jokes that from this movie that he absolutely loves. And, um, and I think, like I said, there are a lot of like very universal things to being a kid and like what Christmas means to kids and believing in Santa and all these kinds of things. Um, I think it has a lot of things that kids and adults like even in like completely different times like i don't want to say it's literally timeless but it is without a time if that makes sense um <laughs> and so i will give it um seven rejection slides i do think it's important to point out that as we're talking about this this movie is striding 80 years it is a it is an 80s movie that's talking about the 40s that we're right. talking about in 2020 yes yeah, yeah. um and uh I do want to say I kind of like give it credit in my mind too, just for how much of a hold it has on pop culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, even if you don't like it, it's, and, and it's not your favorite, it's kind of something you maybe should show your kids just so they're like educated in references. Like, <laughs> I know that's not important to a lot of people, but it was definitely important to my dad. He'd be like, you have to watch this cause everyone's going to reference it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. so I don't know. But that was just selfish. Cause he just wanted to, singularly singularly to make those jokes to you and you understand it may be but but i see them everywhere someone's gonna be like be sure to drink your ovaltine and you're gonna be like huh what do you mean what's that we didn't talk about the dakota ring and that is one of that's probably my favorite scene in the movie because you lived it in many different ways yeah as did i uh yeah Uh, I'll go. I, I, uh, I still enjoyed this movie um i'm gonna give it eight uh you know, rejection slides with children screaming down them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's still not a, it's not a movie that I'm going to like throw on all the time. Um, because I, I just in general don't like to watch the same movies over and over again, but I, uh, too feel a lot of nostalgia for it, uh, with my family members and my grandpa and everything. And, and we used to watch it a lot growing up and it still holds that place in my heart. And I guess I can't even, even with the horrible racist things that are in it that I just kind of like had forgotten about, or, you know, maybe not even forgotten, but just didn't cross my mind when I was watching it back in the day. Um, you know, that definitely takes me out of it, but, um, I still think it's a solid Christmas movie. And the fact that it was not a hit and became this huge thing, like, Something is there, like whether you like it or not. There's yeah, something. Yeah. There's something there that captured the you know imagination and hearts of like generations of people. It's crazy. So I still think it's good. I feel right. bad going last now because I'm more in the three four. No, yeah. please. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Usually we're all in agreement ish. I don't know. Yeah. I think that looking back on this movie 
for the first time, which is a weird thing to think about, but mm-hmm. having not really known it. And again, like maybe only seeing two scenes, but feeling like I filled it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And like actively having to build up my TikTok and thinking like a movie in small parts should make more sense to me right now mm-hmm. than a long form movie still didn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. And then I also felt like there was moments that uh, missed opportunities. And again, like this, like I don't know how to make a movie, but <laughs> I feel like the teacher character, there is a lot left on the table there. The neighbor's dogs, like nothing ever happened with the dogs. The kid was like, Ralphie, like the fight is like still, he was still kind of like a good kid. Like he was just never did anything wrong. And there was never a moment where he like didn't deserve the gun or you Mm -hmm. felt like this wasn't going to work out. (laughs) Like it, it was just like so nice the whole time. And I think that that was my problem was there was nothing to really like, hold on to mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like the dad's like pull, like just doing this like look behind the desk there's like a thing and i was like oh that's annoying like it's just well at the same time it's being it's trying to be that saccharine while it's also trying to have this cynical edge to it and it kind well, of feels like uh, I, I thought the most interesting thing and i think what's so unique about it and maybe why tomorrow i will like it yeah. is there's no magic there's not a yeah, single reference true. to Christmas magic. Santa doesn't exist in it. Like Santa exists in the mall, but it's very clear even to those kids like hate Santa. Right. <laughs> They've never like, you're never hearing sleigh bells. It's not like a shooting star. And, yeah, the, yeah. and the dad no. doesn't have some magical realization. It's just like him being like, yeah, I think you should fucking have it. Yeah. Have the gun. But the dad's like, just like working dad, some yeah. job and yeah. he's tired and maybe unfairly grumpy with his family. And then he just remembered that his kid wanted this thing. Right. And maybe recognize yeah. how valuable a possession like a leg lamp can be to somebody, and that this kind of right. Story. I do love the idea of just undoing everything the mom thought about, though. Like yeah. you shoot your eye on the dad's, like, yeah, it's cool. Like here's this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he shoots his eye out. Like that's like that's like eighty percent of divorces exist. Like in this, like, <laughs> I, I do think that you you just hit on why this movie has so much staying power, though. Is like there's not a moment that it takes this weird one eighty or changes tone. Although there's not a specific tone of what this movie is, where somebody's like, you know what, I've changed. Like I've had this moment. Like that doesn't happen. It is just a Christmas that moves forward from Ralphie's experience, and it turns this time. It shakes out okay for him. And that there isn't that magic. There isn't that thing, you know, even Home Alone or even Santa Claus has has some sort of moment. Character development. Where a character, you know, has this has this change. And I think that maybe that's that's part of the cynicism that kind of, you know, cuts the nostalgia. But I think that's why this movie uh, is as embedded in the culture as it is. But I think that's why you don't get those moments at the same time. Like that, like Farkas or whatever his name is, like they're not like cool they don't yeah. like see each other later and it's like you bested me like well, there's no like it's 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 a te- it's terrible screenwriting right uh, and and from a formulaic standpoint of like your characters have to make this change your characters have to do this but maybe there is something kind of wonderful about a christmas movie that's kind of sweet and kind of mean and the characters don't change all that much but they have a holiday it yeah. really sorry go ahead i was gonna say like if you're going into the mindset of like it being like a radio play type thing like right. maybe you know it's it's more like sketches with the same actors you know but the actors yeah. are all the same people uh the same characters and so you don't necessarily have to see growth you're just seeing them in different situations yeah 
Yeah. Um, and I would say too, it really like manages to walk the line so that people can kind of see whatever they want to see in it. Because like, for example, one reason that my mom doesn't like this movie is because of the gun. And yeah. I feel like maybe we didn't talk about that enough and that this really like, you know, glamorizes him yeah. having the mm-hmm. gun or whatever. But from a certain re- viewpoint, it also shows how stupid it is to give this kid a gun. <laughs> yeah. He didn't need it. It's pretty, it hurts him. You know, it was a bad idea. And- Which is progressive from a 40s to 80s standpoint. It is. But if you're like a gunhead, I'm sure you can watch this and be like, yeah, yeah, Red Rider BB gun. And yeah. to this day, that company has to make the that exact Red Rider BB gun because of this movie. Yeah. But on the other hand, people can watch this movie, you know, and be like, oh, well, look how bad the gun was for him. Yeah. So and I like I like your uh, thing that you said earlier too. You made some mention of the movie being like weaponized nostalgia or whatever. Yeah. I think I think the tone of the movie is nostalgia. Like yeah. even when it came out, it was nostalgia. And then like as you move further in the future and things change more and more, the nostalgia just gets more and more intense. Yeah, and I think that the, <laughs> the, the cynicism that kind of is the undercurrent or the baseline to it is the thing that makes it feel true. Yeah, and maybe more than it is just nostalgia, full on nostalgia, which right. I think is has given it the sting power yeah um my favorite part of the movie i just will say is when it all goes bad and the dad's just like got a plan and they're going out for dinner yeah like that moment when he's just like chill and all he wants to do yeah he's like we're going out yeah 364 days of the year he just thinks about that turkey yeah it's it's ruined he's gonna get worms or whatever (laughs) yeah well i guess the dogs do eat the yeah they they do fully yeah but it just maybe i was just like fully unplugged that point that moment to me was still like i was like that is like the epitome of like a nice christmas moment where it's just like whatever we're just gonna do a thing yeah all the you know the pretense has fallen apart so let's just enjoy each other's company and eat food and you know whatever Yeah, yeah it is it's it's nice it also made me deep deeply anxious because I don't like gifts yeah. and I don't like stuff. <laughs> and so like the idea of having, like I got to go home for Christmas and yeah. like th- the idea of flying back here with gifts is like a real nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And seeing like all the stuff in their house is like, uh, like you're like, like, no like, thanks. All no. open like the, yeah. uh, it was just like the bowling ball on the table. Yeah, the bowling <laughs> ball. Huh? She didn't even put it in a box or in a yeah. bag. Or yeah. It's, it's a blue ball. <laughs> Wait, did he like that gift? He, he kind of did, but he kind of was like, yeah, whatever. Well, like, I don't think he loved it. Yeah, I, I felt like he didn't bowl, maybe. Like, yeah. That was like a weird part of that gift. Or maybe he used to bowl like 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Now he only does puzzes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's straight puzzing, bro. <laughs> he needs to know uh, the Lone Ranger's uh, cousin's horse name. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, we wouldn't be talking about this movie if there wasn't a sequel that's right that we are forced to watch no, no. a christmas story also also I'm looking forward to it because this is i mean i know we say this constantly but this is one that when i tell people we're doing it they really yeah, really yeah. have said they made how many of those or and uh you know is turbo man in this one the movie is not called another christmas story like you might think (laughs) wait yeah can you explain the the jingle all the way reference uh so the movies uh the movie next week is a christmas story 2 and for whatever reason they it came out a straight to dvd 2012 and it was directed by uh sequel rights all-star brian levine oh boy who also directed such movies as jingle all the way jingle all the way and Problem Child 2, two. and 
Beethoven. And Wait, you, you don't like Jingle All the Way? Is that a thing? No, no, we like Jingle All the Way. We just mean like, yeah, we've covered that movie and yeah. two uh, of his other movies. Yeah. Oh, no, I just when I said it was my favorite Christmas movie at the beginning oh. of this year, I'm like, Ugh. No, no, no. No, no, no. I think you it was, no, was no, the no, 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 no. It was, it was the haze of Jingle All the Way 2, which Jingle is Jingle All the Way 2 is god awful. Jingle All the Way we like. And if you want to go back to listen to Jingle All the Way 1, my pal EJ Dillapena, who is stars in the movie, is on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Your own podcast. Yes, that's podcast. right. Yeah, because uh, we, we still gotta, get downloads on the old episodes. Yeah. People so. might not know. They'd be like, "Oh, a Christmas story." I love that. We got a what legit else star from the movie. Yeah, yeah. on the podcast. He has a he has a Phil Hartman story about that will warm your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you and should butt. listen to it. You I will. Should. I will. I will. I will. You'll like. You like it. You like it. Um, but yeah, that's that's next week. Speaking of, Pacific I don't know room. what's going to happen. I'm assuming <laughs> it's about the same family. I don't know. We'll. Find I have it. no I, idea. I really have no idea. I, it, it is a complete mystery to me. It seems like something they shouldn't have made a sequel to. So, <laughs> wait. What do you think? You think Randy it. will talk in it? We might. Oh yeah. Does he Maybe. talk at all? Yeah, he does. He says uh, Daddy's going to kill Ralphie. Oh right. Oh, and, and he, he says like noises. I can't move. My oh yeah, I can't move my arms. I, I, can't put my arms <laughs> I hope there's a really weird Prague puppet show that he puts <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's not the same actors, then you know, yeah, I guess it won't happen. Yeah, I don't even know if it'll be the same family. Well, I know for sure that it ignores the events of all these other movies. That I could get a second booster and hallucinate it. <laughs> yeah, we should all money. That might be fun. That might be fun. But it goes to your point that this probably wasn't a box office hit if it took some took them like thirty years yeah. to make another one. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. If there's an original that people liked and that title has any recognition whatsoever, it is on the table for sequels. Yeah, I feel like I could go sure. back and get a master's degree and just talk about how much the cultural significance of TBS and TNT <laughs> while they were just like making like whatever the cheapest <laughs> thing that we can like air 24 seven. Yeah. Really codified the culture of our generation. <laughs> Do you remember when Elf became like in the rotation? Yeah. And they were like, Will Ferrell was like, I just made so much money for yeah. the rest of my life <laughs> because it's going to play like, it's like the Christmas song. Just yeah. bring this back. It's like that will play and he will get a royalty every time. It'll play like what? Like forever. 100, but a hundred times this Christmas. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. You'll it's just crazy. go on the TV and it'll be on like five channels or whatever. And it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, well, that's why we're making Christmas episodes for all of you out there. That's right. <laughs> so we can collect those. It's all about the royalties. money. <laughs> that's how it works, right? right? Yeah, you get the internet cash from South Park. That's Every right. time when. someone yeah. plays. No, no, no. We get Bitcoins. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, uh, Wes, thank you so much for being here, man. Thank you for this having me. This was super fun. It was amazing. Uh, it's always fun to talk these movies uh, with new people every week. Um, you want to plug your socials or anything? Yeah. Where can people find the Darcys? Mm. Uh, <laughs> the Darcys. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, we made, um, to talk, go back to the two dicks story, we made, <laughs> we made another log on the fire incense this yes. year. Yes. Oh. And it burns and it smells like a camp or a, a two fire. Dicks. It smells like two dicks. It smells, it like, smells like two dicks. <laughs> uh, There's two distinct notes. Two dicks yeah. lit on You'd fire. You'd think you wouldn't be able to tell what one a dick and two dicks smells like, but you can. You well, can. they just got different roasts sort of yeah. hang to them. But... Uh, yeah, the Darcy's on Instagram, the Darcy's on TikTok. That's where we are. Sweet. And, you know, Spotify. 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 Uh-huh. Which apparently are going to start paying per play 
for a podcast pretty soon. And what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Oh, Ooh, there we go. What? How do we sign up? How about, yeah. how, how about they pay artists? How about Give us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pay random people talking about stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. They have more missiles to buy. That's right. <laughs> AI missiles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we end things here, Elis, where can people reach out to us every week? Yeah, send us an email, sequelrights at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way to helping other people find our little corner of the internet. And until next week. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week for A Christmas Story 2. Another year, honey. Does the time go? The fire's warm, the house is decorated just so. When you look out out the window to catch a glimpse of that first snow, I can see your silhouette, baby. In the Christmas lights glow I wanna feel more connected I wanna be more attentive I love you, I need to express it So Tired of the